Right, hello everybody and welcome to Women in Confidence and I hope you had a good Christmas or however you chose to celebrate the holidays and got some rest and a break, fingers crossed. So this week I'm joined by Jennifer Genève, uh, who is the Director of Operations for La Vie Natural Skincare and I know you have lots of other businesses as well that we're going to talk about, but we are going to get going. Jennifer, just tell everybody where you are because um, when we were just doing our little pre-warm-up, we are both in very different climates. So if you just tell everybody where you are, that'd be great. Yes. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I'm talking to you from Coquitlam, which is outside of Vancouver in Canada. And yes, we're in very different climates. We were laughing about our different wardrobes here, you and your tank top and me with a poncho wrapped around <laughs> me. So it's a little bit different over here. Um, it's been around zero degrees and we've had a lot of snow, which is not always usual for Vancouver. So we're recovering from that. So Jennifer, just to kick off the episode and to get you warmed up to the theme of confidence. What does having confidence mean to you? Well, I was thinking about this. Uh, I know it comes up as a, a topic that you like to go over and all that kept coming to me is just that uh, the notion that it is something that I, I really want to help my children with in their life. And so I'm finding as I've gone through a lot of sort of discovery uh, activities and things that I've been doing over the last while, I keep seeing how, I keep thinking about how it, how the, the kids will see me and how the things that I'm doing to work on my own confidence and, and work on my own personal characteristics and skills and qualities that I hope that that will help them figure out what their special skills and, and their characteristics and what they're proud of and help them build confidence. And each time I thought about it, I thought, I think she's going to ask me about that. And this is all that came back to me is I just really want that for my kids, I think. And how would your kids describe you in terms of your confidence? Do, they, do you think they see you as a confident individual? Yes, I, I do. I'd say in recent history, it's it's mainly around the exercise streak that I have going on, which has been a run slash hike walk climb that I've been doing for over 850 days straight now. And so I'm sure they always thought that I was somewhat strong and confident and everything. But uh, related to that, they have really been saying things to me like, Mom, you can do anything. And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> but that that's how they're feeling these days. But that's, I mean, that's beautiful that your kids say that to you because, I mean, first of all, kids are brutally honest. So if you weren't like the, doing the best, they'd probably tell you. But to have them say you can do anything, I, I don't know, that makes me feel um, warm inside and so happy for you. And, and what do they say that about when they say you can do anything? What's brought them to that statement, do you think? Uh, strength. They see it as um, perseverance and strength, I would say. Uh, I can see that they're quite proud of it. Um, even at their school, I, I've heard that, and, and the secretary and, and such said to them that there's there's like a clipping about me in the staff room <laughs> and stuff. So I think it's really become a source of of pride for them, and yeah, just power and strength and resilience. I think. Well, let's talk about your walk um, because when we first met. I can't remember how many days you were on, but it's been at least, I reckon, a month since we last met each other. So yeah, how, many, so. how many days are you up to now? I think it's, it's 8.55 today. So it's been every day since August 21st, 2020. 
Um, there have been about 10 days that were substituted from, there's a place that I go every day um, that's right near my house, but uh, we, we were traveling a couple days here and there. So we had some a pretty beautiful uh, substitutes in, in Whistler and a place called Harrison Hot Springs here and, and even a half marathon that I did okay. last May, which was a first for me. Well, that's incredible. So how far do you walk and tell everybody about the route and uh, I imagine it's pretty tough or initially was. So I'm pretty lucky. There is this great little uh, hike that is known as the Coquitlam Crunch near my house. I can get there in five to 10 minutes on foot. And the facts are slipping here. I think it might be about 4K up and up and down, but it starts with 450 stairs. So that's what's kind of most known for. And uh, you can get up that part in maybe 15 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes, depending on your ability. And then from there, it's another couple K. So I'd say like my complete distance in an average day, including other walking and stuff, ends up being about seven kilometers or around five miles, I suppose. And uh, yeah, I've just been making sure that I get to that spot every day. Um, sometimes it ends up being a little shorter or think time doesn't allow for the whole thing but the majority of it over 95 percent of it has been doing this kind of 7k average a day and rewind 856 <laughs> seven days what got you started on doing this walk and what's kept you going Ooh, it's a huge question Vanessa um I, at the time that I started this hike, I was about eight months into a personal transformation. So that would be about, about three years from then now. Um, but about eight months in, I had been doing a, a lot of exercise, exercise every day, as well as a number of other personal habits that I valued that I was trying to bring some positivity and change into my life. And um, on uh, August 21st, 2020, in or around there, I was listening to a podcast that was about, uh, it's, a pr it's a pretty great um, mindset-based podcast, and it was about goal setting. And I think there were about three tips, and it was, it was to do with, you know, if you, if you really want to achieve things, it's this simple, uh, set some specific goals. Uh, step two was write them down and three was accountability tell somebody about it and I was walking along I had just started doing this Coquitlam crunch uh, on my weekends uh, usually both days on the weekend it was a couple of weeks into doing that and I was just was walking and thinking about how it's a little cringy for me but I tended to not set goals and if I set goals I tended to not tell anybody about them and I've learned since that a lot of people feel like that, that maybe they just want to keep it close in case you don't achieve it, in case there's some sort of embarrassment or shame around it. So I was listening to this and something about it just, I, I actually, it, it just came back to me right now. I think I was about two weeks into doing it every day when I listened to this podcast and I just started to wonder, I wonder if I could do it 50 days straight, 50 sounded astronomical to me at that point. And I decided that I was going to aim for 50 and I went home and I told the kids about it and they got really excited. I said, you know, do you know that I've been doing this walk for, you know, it was about 15, 16 days straight now. They said straight. That's unbelievable. And they started writing it down on the we have like a whiteboard on the back of our front door and they each day would start writing down the number 16, 17, 18. And, and everybody started to know that I was working on this 50 days. And on the 50th day, uh, my daughter woke up and, and came in to see me and said, this is so exciting. And I thought, yeah, you know, I made it 50 days. She goes, 
you're halfway to a hundred. What? <laughs> I, I, let's celebrate the 50. That was a big deal. But you know, she maybe she planted a seed there. I don't even quite remember now, but I did end up hitting a hundred and then 150 and 200. It went from there. But that's sort of what happened is could I set a goal and vocalize it, tell somebody and stick to it? And it went from there. So just go over those three things again that you picked up from this podcast because they're, they're gold. Oh, they're so simple, right? It was, you know, make specific goals, make a specific goal, but write it down. And then also to tell somebody. And also you think coming to the end of the year, people start thinking about, you know, their 2023, what they're going to do. So I think that what you've just said, those three really simple things, mm -hmm. hopefully if you're into you know, New Year's resolutions or just, you know, really on the vibe of setting goals, I think those three things are amazing. And so you've made a hundred and clearly you kept on going. You made a hundred times up, up and down. What's kept you going since? Because to get from 100, which is significant, to now 800, ordering 900, and then obviously you're going to go for 1,000. What's I mean, kept you going? <laughs> why not? <laughs> I, it's become a fun little part of my lifestyle. Uh, it's been something that has just it's part of me now. I, I think about each day. Okay, will I go this morning? Will I go in the afternoon after work? Uh, daylight is a big part of it. I won't really go up there in the evening in the dark. There, It's not really lit. I, I know probably one big part of it that was exciting for me was at the point of about 260 days, the local newspaper contacted me and said that they wanted to feature it as a like a positive aspect of something that good that came out of the pandemic because it, and it was talking about how, how I chose to use this as a, a way to get myself moving in, in, in a positive way during the pandemic and how I was dealing with it. Uh, so they wrote a story and took some pictures and all that. It was pretty cool. And that was, that was uh, about three quarters of a year. So then it became, well, of course, you know, you must be, will she get to a year or, you know, are you aiming for a year? And uh, that felt big. And then now it's been over two years and, I don't know. It's just, I think that at this point, it has become a, a source of uh, my own personal strength and power feeling. It, I think it brings confidence that I know that I can do something pretty hard that I put my mind to. And I think that I don't, I'm not always that great at articulating this, but I think that uh, knowing that, well, we all have struggles in our everyday life life and our work we think we're having a, a bad day either as as parents or you know in our businesses or whatever it might be but whatever is going on with me I feel like I know I'm going to feel better when I get out there in the fresh air and I'm climbing and looking around I mean there's also there is research around positivity and calm uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman talks a lot about I think it's lateral eye movement specifically panning left to right and widening your gaze is a has a calming effect to it so I think between the fresh air the the beautiful nature I mean it's surrounded by trees and there's eagles above and everything just getting out there I feel like no matter what happens in a day I know I'm going to feel good when I get back from that and what else do you feel it's given you then so you've definitely talked about fresh air it's incredibly such a tonic and being in nature but what else do you feel you've got from it from or even just on a daily basis having the walk what do you get out of it one thing that comes to mind is 
I don't know if you're very familiar with like a walking meditation or a productive meditation. And I think it was in Cal Newport's book, I think Deep Work, he's got a chapter where he talks about that. And actually the the steps for for using like the the, the method of walking meditation of of actually if you're working on say problem solving something he talks about reading or or reviewing your information up to that point to the problem and reviewing the possible solutions and going outside getting moving with that and i really believe in it and i've tried it i've been i've reviewed a project that i was working on at work and i and I'll go out for a walk and I, I will end up either kind of making a to-do list. That's what's so great. We have our phones on us now and I will take something out and dictate it and, and get back with a solution. But I feel like a lot of creativity comes from it as well. I'll be running along. I usually, it's like, it's a mountainside, right? So I'll walk, run up and then I'll be running down. And I think just all the blood flow and, and uh, the fresh air working for you, I end up coming up with solutions for things, new ideas. I've come up with social media stuff for our business. It is so great for getting creativity flowing. I've got a mate in the UK who has a coaching business and she does it through walking. So she takes groups of people out. Sometimes they don't know each other. And I guess over the years, they've become more familiar. For that very reason, because she said, actually, when you're walking and you're out in the fresh air, well, first of all, you tend to be a bit more relaxed um, and your mind is not focused on, you know, whatever's on your desk or your emails. And so, yeah, she runs this incredible business of coaching, walking, because you're exercising, you're getting creative, you're, you're not facing people as well when you're walking. I know you do it separate on your own, but, um, you know, you can be much more, I suppose, honest when you're not actually eyeballing somebody as well. Mm -hmm. So I should say a shout out to Liz, if you're listening um, for that business. But you're so right, Jennifer, that the walking, the fresh air is so good for your business and your, your work. So... Let's talk a bit about your business. So I know you're director of operations, but I also know you've got, is it three family businesses as well? I mean, how do you, that's a lot. So how, how, do, you, how do you maintain some form of sanity? Um, I think there's no such thing as balance. Um, I, I think that, uh, well, so let's go back to the businesses. So they are all family businesses. So I'm talking to you from the headquarters of Levine Natural Skincare, which is a business that my mom founded in 2003, and we still work here together uh, every day. And uh, so that's where I spend the majority of my work week. And then um, the other two businesses are two that my husband runs. So one, the first one of the two is a renovations business. And the second one was an offshoot from that, which is a cabinet company. So we have a, a custom cabinets business in Port Moody, BC. And uh, the skincare business isn't too far away from there. We're in Coquitlam. And I know you, when we spoke last time, you do uh, ship to the world with your mm -hmm. products and even Australia so you should yes I should probably order some now I want to go back to something you said probably about five ten minutes ago you said you went through a reboot in 2019 or a transformation in 2019 yeah what was going on for you at that time that you had you went through this transformation or you felt a need to do that first word comes to mind a lot of confusion and a uh, a deep sense of unrest with myself. And uh, beyond that, it took a bit, it took a lot of digging to figure out more around it. But it's definitely a, a deep sense of, of discontent with actually, at least at first, I was at least able to isolate that 
it was mostly professionally focused. So um, I was thankfully able to strive for some positive in that I was happy with the kind of wife and mother and daughter and sister and everything that I am and, and who I am in the community. I love to give time to people in my neighborhood and in the, the greater community. All of that was fine, but I, I had a problem with me um, and where where my sense of success was at myself. And unfortunately, it was it was a pretty terrible feeling. And how would you at the time describe success? If you talk about your professional success, how would you have described it at the time? That's an interesting question because it's the first thing that came up. Uh, a part of it, not everybody likes to talk about, but I did have help in therapy with this. And that was one of the first questions she asked me is, okay, so if you know that you feel unsuccessful, then, you know, what? let's talk about what does success mean to you? And I couldn't really say. And to be honest, I still struggle with that, that I don't have an exact, exact thing that I feel like is missing. I just had a greater sense that I didn't really like how things were going. And how did that come to you? Was that just subtle messages or was there a moment you're like, holy crap, I'll say it. You know, how did it come to you? Were you like, It came as a niggling sense over a period of between one and two years before that. Sort of that back of the mind, that, that little voice, that just a, a, a sense of just not being happy about some things. And it, it was, I, I feel like that's quite a long time coming. And then actually what happened is we were in, we were in Australia visiting family and friends uh, for a month. And that's not new. I mean, we, we do come to Australia every sort of year, year and a half, two years for a month. So that part's not new, but this particular time, maybe because of the time that I had been bothered by this leading up to the trip, as we got back to Vancouver, I just realized this had to be the beginning of something new. Literally the day that the plane landed and we got back here, I knew that, I mean, I don't, I could never have guessed that this many changes were going to happen and, and everything that it was going to be, but I, I knew that something had to change mm. and I began changing a lot of things. And when you said change a lot of things, how did you go about that? Because I think for many people listening, and I know you're absolutely not alone in your sense of this niggling feeling, um, how did you go about making changes without fundamentally changing who you are? Hmm. Um, I would say that the most natural thing that came to me was to go for the health basics. So uh, exercise uh, right away. Uh, my, my doctor was actually quite helpful. My doctor had said to me, I, I want you to work out. And she goes, I don't mean go for a nice little walk. I mean, 30 minutes a day, I want you to, to really get moving for mental health reasons, mm. just, just, uh, it is really helpful. So exercise, um, eating a little better, making sure I drank lots of water, journaling. And I started, that's when I really started listening to podcasts. I think the notion that comes to me here is it's not a new one. We've all heard about being a product of our environment and actually same podcast I mentioned before. I'm pretty sure. Um, I think it's mindset mentor, but he had talked about surrounding yourself with, with the things that you want to be like the, the things that you 
yeah, the things that can influence you in, in the ways that you want to be. And so I had picked up on a few new habits that I really wanted to repeat and, and just really hoped, I guess, that things would catch on and I would feel better. And there were no guarantees in the beginning. I think that when I started out, I think I, I, I figured this would maybe take a month or two to straighten it all out. I'm always hesitant when someone tells me that they're struggling about whether to say this or not. Today, I feel like saying it. It wasn't a month or two, and it it did take way longer than I thought, but it was a pretty great journey along the way. It's just that I thought it would be fixed faster. Is that, I mean, how would you describe yourself? I mean, I don't want to label you as a perfectionist or a high achiever, but is that how you would see yourself? No, I have a hard time with that one. I don't identify with that. I don't know. I, I feel like, um, I think this is important. In that year that was leading up to all of this, I remember sharing privately with someone that I was going through a feeling of not feeling like anything I did was that that skilled, talented, or especially any particular special gifts. And that could have just been feeling low at that time. But that is how I was feeling. And I've heard that since, but at the time I didn't get, I don't feel like I got that from anywhere. I feel like that is truly how I felt. And so it's a big part of the process of, of transformation has actually been realizing that no, we don't all have the same gifts. I do have different skills and talents than, than you do, or than the next person does. And it's been really healthy and helpful to recognize that. And so I have a hard time identifying with high achiever because I'm still just trying to figure out what it is that's that's going to make me feel accomplished and happy with where I'm at. And so I don't know, I, I sometimes I envy the people that have that sort of North Star or that perfect thing that they they know that they're working toward. I'm not sure that there is like a final point for me that I'm trying to get to. And you talked about your doctor, which sounds amazing, great service that your doctor would actually must prescribe um, health and fitness. But did mm -hmm. you have you also had any other external support in this transformation and you, from you getting off the plane in Vancouver from a holiday to where you are now? Have you used other any other external sources or people? It's almost like what haven't I? Okay. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yes, my doctor was amazing. I do have a therapist who is also amazing. Um, I like to think it's probably been pretty interesting for her to watch how this has kind of panned out for me because I do feel a lot better than I did. And when you're in it, that's really hard to imagine happening. Uh, I also um, I also attended a program of cognitive behavioral therapy, which I recommend to everybody for helping with thought process. If you're a ruminator or have negative thought processes that you want to change or just anything, I think it helps with confidence. It helps with processing conflict. It's amazing. So I, I highly suggest cognitive behavioral therapy. I suggest uh, things that have worked for me as well, or listening to podcasts on all the topics that I wanted to learn about to get better at. Um, I turned off Netflix. I thought that watching a whole bunch of Netflix while folding laundry and doing other things in the evening was, that's just, you know, I, I'm so busy. That's what I do. I'm so busy. I have to fold the laundry. Well, it turns out that you can 
fold the laundry in a few quick minutes between doing other things and you don't have to spend it in front of the TV. And so I actually don't watch TV anymore. I haven't for the last couple of years, except for like family movie night with the kids or special things that we sit down and watch together. But there, there literally is no nightly TV in my life at all. Um, what else? The exercise. I'm not any sort of perfectionist with how I eat or, or drink or anything like drink water, any of that stuff. Like I just try to do the best I can, but I'm not hyper-focused on it. I did give up alcohol and that's been three years and I feel like it's a really beneficial piece, but I think in the beginning, I wondered if that was a significant part of the discontent, but it turned out it wasn't, it was just another piece of the puzzle. And at least for the time being, I too, I do plan to stick to that. I, it's really, really working for me. And I found that disassociating all my daily and, and favorite activities and friendships and all of that, all the things that you do with your, in your social life, disassociating all of it from alcohol was really helpful. I noticed that, you know, it's fun to catch up with my friends to exercise. Now we go hiking together. I still go out for drinks with the girls and all that kind of stuff, but I don't really care that mine's soda and there's is wine and it just doesn't really matter. I don't really care what anybody else is doing, but this is working really well for me. And what did you have to lose or shed along the way? I mean, because that can be very hard for people who want to go through transformation, but are going to have to shed some things along the way. I've never been asked that. That's such an interesting question. I... Maybe it will come to me. I, I don't feel like I've lost anything. Okay, except maybe a couple of clothing sizes. That's what happens when you decide to hike up a mountain 850 <laughs> days in a row is some, some things change on your body for sure. What did I lose? I mean, I I don't know. I, I would think that if something I was listening to yesterday was talking about infusing your life with new positive habits and that that's one way to make change is either to could also eliminate some things, but you also can bring in some positive things. And I think I was so focused on the new and exciting habits and all the learning. Like I've read over a hundred books in the past couple of years, um, some fiction and some nonfiction, depending things on focus, things on the brain. I'm, I've become a little bit of a neuroscience geek. Uh, I think I'm so focused on all the new activities and positive things that I brought into my life I'm really having a struggle here with trying to think of what I've lost I think what I've gained is too exciting I think I I have been a, a bit of a dweller or you know rerun old things in my mind and now that you say that that's something that I have gained is the, the ability to to cut off a, a problem and say okay that happened quick like quickly let's not rediscuss that let's move forward what's at least one thing we can do to solve that or move forward in, in a new direction and that that's new for me is not rehashing and rehashing but moving forward and you mentioned habits and do you feel like how you live your life now what you do is just a habit or not necessarily a habit but just part of who you are and therefore you now getting you're getting more habits and trying different things do you feel like what you've been through is now who you are and you don't have to try at it. Yeah, I do. Actually, you saying that brings it back to confidence for me. So I've noticed that I have a sense of the ability to, even more so than I ever did, to problem solve. And so I, I feel like 
if there is something I wish that could change, I know there's a solution. It's there isn't a lost feeling of what can I do? What can I do? Look at daily life, the way things are in society. Now we can find answers. There is the internet. We can find solutions, courses, steps, how to troubleshooting all of that. I feel like the answers are out there. And even on days when I felt a little extra challenged, I set goals to reach out to people in my industry, other business owners, and I will actually have the courage to say to them, hi, feeling a bit stuck, uh, wondering if I could have a chat with you for a few minutes. And you know, everybody that I've asked has said yes. And I love that. And that makes me want to be that for somebody else too. So I do offer my time as well to other people in a, in a mentoring way. But I, I feel like I just definitely know that answers and solutions are out there. Uh, one thing I think if somebody were like me, a, a busy working mom, um, helping, you know, run most of the household and all that. My husband is so great. He helps with a lot of stuff. But, you know, we we bear the, the brunt of all the kids stuff and all, all the household stuff and everything. Um, I really find, had found in the past that Sundays felt a little, you know, that Sunday feeling of you got stuff come the week is coming what what needs to be i would just i would sort of run through it in my head and feel a little nervous and i think they call it like the sunday scaries i've heard that before it's just that nervous feeling of oh i got to work tomorrow and there's so much coming and so even a new habit i started 3 months ago is on sunday either in the morning when i'm having coffee on the deck or if it makes it to dinner time i haven't done it yet i'll bring it right to the dinner table and i physically write out the week and if I've written it out earlier, I bring it to the table. Or if I'm writing at the table, I'll talk to the kids and my husband. And we will just sort of brain dump what's coming for the week. And I mean, there's a lot of repeat stuff like sports and meetings and things like that. But something new is always popping up. And I find by discussing it on Sunday that it really helps get us all prepared. We end up figuring out that some things overlap and we're going to have to get some logistical fixes happening. But that habit, I started it in September. Our school year starts in September here. And it's that real getting geared up for the season type of feeling. And I have done it every week since then. So I guess about three months now. And I have really felt the change, really felt like a more confident and powerful start going into the week, as opposed to starting going, oh, my gosh, Monday, it's Monday, there's so much going on. And, and then all these things that we have to think of, I find it really gets us all focused. And the other thing I've been doing is putting it right on the wall, putting it on the fridge, actually. And I find that the kids, when they're going to the fridge, they they stop and look at it and they're reflecting on what's coming. And, and it'll say things like what they need on Wednesday for such and such special thing. But they are noticing it. So actually, back to what we were saying in the beginning and how I said to you is important to help the kids with confidence and give them tools to succeed. I'm kind of hoping that maybe they'll learn this one from us that writing the the week on the fridge is a pretty helpful habit and it's been it's been great for all of us for the past three months that's a great tip i really like that i'm sort of thinking can i implement that in our household and why not so you've given us lots of advice and tips and you know you've tried so many things and now you've done them so they're just habitual now but what's the one thing would you say jennifer that has changed your life mm. The one thing that has changed my life was the moment where I said, that's enough. I was enough. Literally, it sounds, it feels weird to me to say, but it was November 8th, 2019. I just decided that was enough. 
and I wasn't sure what the, the repair for any of it was going to be yet. Quite lost in that moment and just knew that I had to start some habits that, that were going to feel really good to me. But it was definitely that feeling of that is enough. Did you say that to yourself or did you say it to those around you? I, I think that the first 24, 48 hours to seven days, it was just for me. I was really sort of navigating what was going on. And then I slowly started to tell people that I was working on some changes. And what happened is once I started to tell people, and then of course, too like they could see changes social media we share photos of ourselves and and positive things that we're up to people could see I think changes that were going on and the more that that happened well this is actually kind of how I ended up talking to you is I had people texting me uh, calling me and even uh, an old acquaintance even stopped me on the hiking trail and said you know I I wanted to tell you actually that I'm up here today because of you, because you've been sharing that you've been doing this. And it made me think, yeah, I wanted to get back to that. I've had someone call me in, in a little bit of, well, a few people call me in a bit of distress and say, you're somebody I felt like, I remember when you said this and how you, you shared your feelings about, about how you were feeling back in that time. And I'm sorry, I just felt like I could call you and say, I'm feeling really stuck. And so that's how I ended up here. That's how I ended up sharing the story in podcasts is I learned that it was inspiring people. And I just remember feeling so stuck myself that I thought if I could help anybody out of feeling like that, if I could give anybody a little leap forward to, to get them started on making what seems like daunting change, then that's why I wanted to do this. That's why I wanted to talk about it. And I'm incredibly grateful that you've come on this podcast because my message, maybe deep down, and maybe I don't verbalize it, is that if one of my guests comes on the show and they share their story and all the great things that you've done, um, a listener takes it away and they just try and implement one thing, whether it's you know, walking for 30 minutes a day or you know the goals and the three things. If they, if they just take that one thing and go, well, if it worked for Jennifer, I'm going to give it a go because I've got to that point, you know, it's, it's enough. And it changed their life. I do genuinely think there's a, the podcast has done its job in many ways and it's my way of helping people out in the world have access to people like you who've been through you know some tricky times but now you've come out and done all these incredible things and continue to do all these incredible things to keep yourself very positive and I do think you know your message there was if you can share those things on a podcast or whatever whoever whatever medium then you're helping people. And I think that's such a great thing to do. And I'm really grateful that I can get your voice out there and, and get people listening to how you transformed your life. So I just want to say, Jennifer, thank you very much for being on the show and, and for being so honest and for sharing so much of, of your journey. But I do want to ask, like, what's next for you? What's, what's your next goal, do you think, as we enter 2023? I have some neuroscience things that I've been looking at. I've been reviewing some. Uh, goals that I had written down at the beginning of 2022 and I lost a few of them along the way I they were in a book and I I forgot to get back to them and it was a pleasant surprise to turn back and realize I've I've gotten through about half to three quarters of them and it this was actually just last night I was looking at this and I I found a couple that I realized are still really important to me and so 
those are things that I want to work on and they're related to focus, uh, meditation, mind body training, stuff like that. Yeah, it's other than that. Oh, actually, the other important thing to to say, too, I think, is that in reviewing those goals, I found that some of the ones I had had not accomplished were not that important to me. I think that's important to to say, too. It's just that maybe maybe we change and something that seems important at the time isn't going to be that important to you in the end. And that's OK. But the ones that I feel have, have been amiss, then I, I want to go back to them. So I think folks focus meditation mindfulness that kind of stuff is is what's really coming up for me now well thank you again for being on the show and i really do send all my best wishes for 2023 for you and i know you're coming thank to australia you. for a holiday yes so I, I hope australia is good to you it always is and thank you <laughs> thank you so much for having me and it's been it's been wonderful <laughs>